Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Hour. It's Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. As we mentioned, we bumped Mitch Holtis back a few minutes, but you didn't have to wait long, did you? He's with us now. Mitch, uh, sponsored by our friends at Papa John's. Uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe the Juvenile uh, Diabetes Foundation of Iowa at some point as well. The Donaldson's do terrific work with them. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you, sir? Uh, doing great, man. Back on a practice field today. Uh, going, we're doing our uh, training camp live show. So people, once they're done listening to you, uh, they can go to our YouTube or Facebook page and see it archived. But back on the field, the push. Now today's the big switch. Uh, I told you guys yesterday, it's now switching toward more of a percentage of getting ready for the Houston Texans. They'll be here before we know it, Mitch. You'll get a confirmation uh, text. We'll get into the Eric Fisher in a second. You know, part of that offensive line, Mitchell Schwartz, who anchors the right side, one of the more underrated players in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, Eric Fisher, yeah. I didn't realize what you're about to share with us, but uh, how's Iowa State's Calicio Semele uh, assimilating uh, into that line, if you will, since he signed uh, with the Chiefs? Don't want to overstate it, but it sounds like I'm going to overstate it. I think it's one of the top three keys to the season. And Coleccio Semele being on teaming up with Eric Fisher on the left side, if Coleccio can stay healthy, he has been a godsend to us. Uh, physical, technique, pro bowler. I see why he made the pro bowl. I uh, really admire Semele. Fisher's made the pro bowl. The stat for Fisher, when he was the 1-1 pick of 13, the bright lights were on him. Mm-hmm. Probably unfair to expect him to be Anthony Munoz. But in the last 28 games in which he started and played, the Chiefs were 24-4. and Jeez. Last year he missed eight games. The Chiefs were 4-4. Four and four. And that tells you about all you need to know. Just a, an incredible talent in, in this offensive line. You know, Fisher, a number one overall pick, not from a traditional place. He's not from Bama, Clemson, Central Michigan. Take us back to that time, Mitch, when the decision was made by the Chiefs they're going to go this route and they're going to take an offensive lineman from the MAC with the number one pick. Well, let's go back into the ancient of days of April of 2013, and the Chiefs roster was a shambles. When Andy Reid took it over, it was a 2-14 and team that did not win an AFC game, only time in the 60-year history of the franchise that hadn't happened. And it was just in a state of disrepair. That draft of 2013, you guys can Google it later and talk about it, but just just take a gander at it and see what, uh, what it was. I mean, and in the case of Eric Fisher, one of the more athletic, former tight end, one of the more athletic uh, offensive tackles, and the Chiefs needed help in a big way on the offensive line, just in woeful need. 
But if people are saying, well, you shouldn't have taken Fisher, shouldn't have taken O-line from Central Michigan, right. then Google that draft and tell us who we should have taken. It's I think not the shiniest. In there. <laughs> yeah, not at all. But but Fish is, Fish is better than yep. he's given credit for. Uh, he just has a high uh, grading scale because he was the one one in that draft. We've been together for a while, so I'd like to say we have, you know, those categories checked. Um, but I think another category is uh, never getting complacent, and I think we're taking that to heart, and we're all out here to get better no matter, no matter how good of a season, you know, we had last year. We're, we're out here to get better. We think we can be better and just keep chugging forward. Yeah, I mean, you hear that. The communication there with this offensive line, Osemele's really the new guy. Uh, because Andrew Wiley, who's moved to right guard now, uh, has been around. He was the Mackley Hill winner of two years ago as the Chiefs' top rookie. And then uh, you've got uh, Ryder, who's been the center now for two years. You mentioned Schwartz, and Fish has been here now for eight years. But this group, you uh, offensive line, whether it's Iowa State, Drake, Northern Iowa, or the Simpson Storm, you have to have an offensive line that works in concert. They have to be, have a pride in their room, and they've got to work together. And that's what Fish was alluding to. But he was also saying you cannot be satisfied. It doesn't matter what we did last year. And that's, again, the prevailing thought, not only with the offensive line, but with this whole team. In the case of Fish, he needs to stay healthy uh, and go back to what he was in 2018. In 2018, in the last half of the season, he was the highest-rated offensive lineman in the entire AFC mm-hmm. by Pro Football Focus. He's skilled. He's good in the run game. But I think, guys, Osemele on his right shoulder, and those two now work uh, in concert with a Batman-Robin thing could be very impactful for the Chiefs, but they both have to stay healthy. Mitch, uh, give, give me uh, your take on this. Um, you're in an NFL city, obviously, and you, uh, you're the play-by-play voice of the defending Super Bowl champion. So a little bit different for you, but I get the sense um, – Maybe people are cautious. They don't want to. Dip, they want to dip their toe in. They don't want to get too crazy about this upcoming NFL season and have their heart broken. Do you get the sense? Not that there's a lack of buzz for the season. That people are just more cautious and holding back their feelings because we love the game. We can't wait for the game, but we want the game. Yeah, to answer your question, I don't want to be misunderstood because we all have to stay vigilant in dealing with this pandemic. And so I don't want to sound callous, but I do think it's an indi- I think it's a byproduct of six months of almost having your hand burned on the don't touch the hot burner, yeah. don't t- and you touch it right. There's some blisters here, and the blisters are well. We thought we were going to have some high schools in Kansas City aren't having uh, sports. They're not having. They're not having. We thought we were going to have school five days a week, and now we're in virtual school. There's just a lot of things that have happened because of the pandemic and the reaction of the pandemic. Some have been correct reactions, it looks like. Some have been incorrect. But I think there are blisters on the hand, and they're just, they're just less anxious to jump in with both feet. But I'm telling you, there are thousands of people doing tireless work to make sure that this NFL season can happen and to do it outside of a bubble like the NBA or the NHL. Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Tell us about Papa John's, Mitch. Tell us about the Donaldsons and their work at the juvenile diabetes. Well, one thing you can count on, and they've been, the Donaldsons have been great through the six months of the pandemic. They have been, they've gone over what is required to make sure of the following the health and safety protocols. That's the way Tom has been all his life. It's the way Matt is. It's the way their managers are. It's uh, the way my favorite 
location by the old Ankeny High School is. Uh, but now they work with the JDRF. They have been for years. But um, I'll give you the details of the special coming up here in a couple of days. But this is the time of year in late August and September where they will give a portion of what you uh, order in your Papa John's order to Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. They've been one of the leaders of Donaldson's and the Papa John's of Iowa in fueling and uh, helping with that philanthropy. As we all know, with the coronavirus pandemic, they talked about blisters on your hands. Wow, these nonprofits have taken just a wicked uh, hit. And, and we account on them in many cases for non-public funding for, for uh, issues that we need help with. And JDRF's another one of those. So uh, the, the, I'm telling you, the Donaldsons are all Pro Bowl, man. They're, they're Pro Bowl <laughs> in every way, shape, or form, and they do bring the ZA, and they bring good ZA. Just go to popplejohns.com. Mitch, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. Thanks, Ken. Thanks, Trent. Good to talk to you. Mitch Holtz is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Trent, you mentioned the 2013 draft. Mm-hmm. I opened it up. Boy, he's not. He wasn't wrong. Remember, that's the year that the Vikings had three first round picks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Xavier Rhodes, uh, Sharif Floyd, Cordero Patterson, right? Yes, Cordero Patterson. The best player in that first round. Do you have it in front of you? Let me 2013. Pop this thing up. Here's the All first right. five picks. It was Luke, uh, Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel, uh, Deion Jordan, Lane Johnson. Is that a nice career? Uh, um, Ziggy Ansa from, uh, he went to, where did he go? Detroit. Nice player. Mm-hmm. Best pick in that round trip might have been pick 31 to Dallas from Wisconsin. De- Travis Frederick, the Good center. One. Yeah, he, he's been. So- DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, I didn't see him. Where did he go? 27. Yeah, the there's your answer. There's your answer. DeAndre Hopkins, yes. DeAndre Hopkins is the guy. Kyle yep. Long. Eh, injuries, career. he was decent, but... Kenny Vaccaro, eh. okay. There TG really isn't. Fluker. No. Barcavius Mingo I at know. six. Just He's been all over the league. And terrible everywhere. DeAndre Hopkins, there's the answer to the question. Yep, you nailed it. But that, that's, that's a 27. Right. You had to go all the way down there to find that one. Xavier Rhodes burst onto the scene, mm-hmm. banged up. Yep. His last year was bad. I mean, I thought he was going to be a shutdown corner. Yeah. I really did. Of the three picks that they had, I thought by far and away he's been the best. But you're right. Travis Frederick has carved out a really he's nice career. He's had a nice career. He's had a nice career. And Deandre that was Hopkins. panned by a lot of people when that happened. Well, Trent, every NFL city pans the pick when they take an offensive you take, line. And especially in the interior offensive right. line. Precisely. Take a guard, take right. a center. But uh, if you take the right one and you plug them in for 12 years and they go to five, six Pro Bowls, yeah. you're going to be in really, really good shape. Having the number one overall pick that year is kind of like what the Timberwolves have yeah. this year, right? No a lot doubt. of similarities. All right, we'll take a time out. Before we do that, let's uh, help you. Boy, we're running out of keyword times here. There's not a lot of time left in this promotion. No. I think next week's the final week. Is it that I quick? believe it is. Yeah. KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword CHECK to 200-200 right now. That's your chance to win $1,000. CHECK to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Miller and Condon continue on after this quick timeout. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.net. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. 
Oh, yes, Centurion Stone Livery. We owe them a Centurion Stone Livery. We're grateful to them mm-hmm. for sponsoring David Kaplan, CenturionStoneOfIowa.com. Showrooms are now open. Walk-ins welcome. Uh, the showroom hours are 8 until 5, Saturdays from 8 until noon. If you're looking for manufactured or natural stone, uh, interior or exterior, going to do something outside on the facing of your property or your home, uh, whether it's downstairs, whether it be a fireplace, you're putting a, a new touch to the man cave, whatever it would be. Centurion Stone of Iowa has a variety of styles, patterns, and colors for your every need. Centurion Stone of Iowa, over 200 of them. Again, the showroom is open. You can find them at 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, or online at centurionstoneofiowa.com, centurionstoneofiowa.com. Uh, grateful for what they do as far as their sponsorship of our friend David Kaplan from Chicago. All right, Trent, college football is creeping its way into the forefront of our minds, at least mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that it's been bad in sports. I mean, the NBA has been... I mean, Sunday... I think certainly elevated the Doncic game, mm-hmm. if you will. They got brought back to reality last night as Kawhi Leonard went crazy in the first quarter, finished with a big spot. Obviously, Paul George was good. Uh, seems like the Lakers are just on their way to a title. But Boston-Toronto is going to be outstanding. They get underway on Friday. The NHL, on the other hand, has been... I, I think it. Look, I go back to May, April, May... I was just, you know, bag the season. Yeah, this doesn't yeah. make sense. Which I was really surprised by. Yeah, I was. I was, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I say a lot of stupid things over my career. That was certainly one of them. It's been really good. Yeah, and I think the biggest story in the NBA bubble's been great. The NHL's pulling it off in two cities. No, that's a good point. Toronto and Edmonton, mm-hmm. and they've had not a single positive test. It's been great. Baseball has been. I, I can't tell you how much I'm into it, and I know mm-hmm. you're the same way. Of course, you've got a first-place team that you root for. That helps. Cubs you got a team in. in the playoff mix. So far, so good. Yeah. Uh, and, and the Cubs, who moved the needle here, you can talk about the Cubs, whether they're good or whether they're bad. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do so when they're kind of down the middle. I mean, be really <laughs> yeah. good or be really bad. Um, and the Cardinals are starting to get back into the forefront, so sports have been good. But then you tease me during the break that ESPN has actually put some game times, some broadcasters, uh-huh. To week zero and week one. Now, it's unlike any other Labor Day weekend that we've ever had, right? I mean, these are some of the best games. They're Sunday games. Saturday's crazy. Monday's usually an ACC can't-miss appointment TV tilt. That's not the case this week or this this time uh, uh, that weekend. That but Monday game is the best of the bunch, for, though, for sure, of this first weekend. So it does start with week zero. Now, Last year, what we have? Four or five games. Hawaii. Miami, Florida State. Miami, Florida. Who did they play? Miami played Florida. Florida. Yes. yes. And, and that was week zero because yep. of the 100th anniversary of college football. Yep. That's what the, the way that they were able to sneak that one in. But mm-hmm. we've seen Hawaii play many of those games yep. in week zero. Was it Colorado State? Colorado State plays a lot. Yeah. The Rams do, yeah. They, uh, they get a waiver for that mm-hmm. one. I'm hopeful that they'll, uh, when we get back to normal, that that'll be something that continues to expand. Well, did you see the ACC's already had to postpone a game? North Carolina State's got a bunch of positives. Yep. Vatek, I want to say, they moved from the September 12th to September 26th, I yeah. think. Yep. A couple weeks later, yep. they'll, they'll put that one in there. We do get a week zero game. Mm-hmm. We talked about it earlier. Central Arkansas, Austin P. Unfortunately, 
It will not be on the purple and silver field of the Bears of Central Arkansas. This game is being called, uh, in, being played in Alabama, in Montgomery, Alabama. It's the Guardian Credit Union FCS <laughs> kickoff, Saturday, August 29th, this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Governors, Bears, Get your tickets. Well, you can't get tickets. No, you can't get tickets. Uh, so I wonder how long that sponsorship has been in place. Did that just come out of nowhere? Because, look, they're going to have the, the, the yeah. focus to themselves, if you will. That's the only game that weekend. Mm-hmm. I remember a few years ago, before, I don't know, week zero, there was an F. CS game, I want to say Montana. That sounds right. Played yes. somebody, and I couldn't believe how much have I watched of it. Mm-hmm. And now that sports betting is such a thing in so many states, ah. Central Arkansas, Austin P is going to have some eyeballs. But yeah. again, if there's a better baseball game, if there's a hockey game, I'll watch a little of it, but I won't stay with it. Who's got the broadcast? Do you know? Uh, that'll be on Big ESPN. It'll be Matt Berry. Mike Golick Jr. Mike Barry's the fantasy guy, isn't he? No, that's Matthew Barry. Matthew Barry. That is spelled differently than this okay. Matt Barry. You see this guy on Sports Center. You'll see him or you hear his voice. You'll be like, oh, okay, that okay. guy. He's one of those guys. Then Thursday, September 3rd, Central Arkansas bounces right back. They go to UAB to take no, on the they, Blazers. They, they, yeah. they've, got, they've got two games in four days? Five days, Five yeah. days. Yeah, quick turnaround. Yeah, Got to get it in when yeah, I can, absolutely. right? Absolutely. And they'll Build have, up the coffers. Have that one Thursday, September 3rd. But then we get into week one. Here we go. Game one. Uh-huh. Jason Benetti, Andre Ware, Katie George on the sidelines for Marshall hosting Eastern Kentucky. A couple of schools, at least you know their helmets. Yeah, they'll throw a couple of Randy Moss highlights up <laughs> yep. there, some Chad Pennington, and we'll be good to go. 3.30 window. SMU making their way to Texas State. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But here's the big one. Memphis. Cotton Bowl. They've been there. Good program. That's where this game is? No. No, no. But they've been to the Cotton Bowl. Gotcha, yeah. In recent years. Hosting Arkansas State, a decent Sun Belt team. Bob Wischusen Wis- will be on the call with yeah. Dean Orlovsky, who I really like. He's really, his career's yeah. a, a rocket ship. And uh, that'll be the nightcap on ESPN. And then we get to Monday. BYU Navy mm. at Navy, which will be cool. Mm-hmm. How many of the will they let any of the no? Well, I guess I don't personnel know. in. I don't know. Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreet on the call oh, for that. Hold on a second. Reese Davis, not Chris Fowler, not Chris Fowler. It'll be Reese Davis for that. Okay, so that's what we get. Week one, ESPN is Maria Taylor on the sidelines. No, Allison Williams will be on the sideline. Is Maria one. Taylor going to leave the NBA to do college uh, basketball? Probably not. Probably be Allison Williams yeah, here maybe. for the first Allison Williams month, good. month and a half, something mm-hmm. like that. But not only that, ESPN, we've heard uh, some new songs that have come up, the, the Coming to Your City uh, oh, country right. song yeah. that they play. This is the theme for the 2020 Do you have ESPN the other ones? Because there was, um, didn't Kenny Chesney have an ESPN college uh, game day, didn't he? Maybe. I, I think I just closed my ears when, I, when I'm hearing yeah, some I, of that I stuff. I, don't, I couldn't name one song they sang. I th- but I think he did a college football anthem a few years back. Well, Maybe here's not. the 2020 anthem. And, and who sings this? You might be wanting to close your ears. Juice World? I have no idea. You're looking at me? Juice W-R-L-D. I'm going to guess World. Juice World. Mm-hmm. Featuring Marshmallow. I've heard of Marshmallow. <laughs> don't know much about Juice World. Let's take a God, quick I'm listen old. here. Juice World and Marshmallow. It is uh, Come and Go. The anthem for college football in 2020. 
the world has been turned upside down and college football with it. Both the Big Ten and the Pac-12 can have postponed their 2020 football season. Still cautious optimism that a college football season can be played safely. We're prepared to play. I try to be everything that I can. But sometimes I come out as being nothing. I pray to God that he make me a better man. Maybe one day I'ma stand for something. Feels good to be back. Tell me ain't nobody better than me. I think that there's better than me. Hope you see the better in me. Always end up better in me. I don't wanna ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. Stay strong, we gon' live long I want football, you want football, everybody wants football College football is gonna be played and it's time to get excited about it What do you think of Juice World? Two enthusiastic thumbs up. Trent. Got me going. You, you didn't did. even get to see the video component of it. Yeah, as they have, uh, of course, highlights and different things. Those guys are in pretty there. good. Trent. I like that. Have you yeah. heard of them? Before? And I, I'd heard that song before. Have yeah. you? Yeah, that's uh, something you hear over on Kiss from time Is to it? time. I won the seven five. Your yeah. word for it. My daughter, uh, that's her favorite station. She's got control of the radio. That's yeah. What she's got. Well, she picked a good one. A yeah, good one. Yeah. I tried to get her KX and not really her forte right now. Daddy, can we listen to music? And that's where we go for that. But yeah, I like that. That I was uh, got my foot tapping just a little and bit. Certainly, some voices that we know, whether yeah. it be coaches or uh, broadcasters. Good stuff. I'm into. As I said at the beginning of the show, it was. It took maybe until yesterday. Was Randy Peterson's forecast of Iowa State season, and then Travis Hines followed up with ten things on Iowa State. Uh, going to be uh, Scott Dockerman wrote a piece on the Cyclones he here did. today as he's moved over to Iowa State. We had uh, Mitch Sherman on yesterday from the Athletic covers Nebraska. It looks as though he's moving over to the K State beat in some mm-hmm. respects. You uh, you mentioned getting pumped up and reading a couple of things. There was one this morning from Michael Swain over at twenty four seven the Cyclone Alert site. He did the projected too deep for, for Iowa State for Iowa State and reading through that couple of na- oh yeah that name. Yeah. It just it, this that defense is, gonna be salty, Trent. This has been crazy. Thinking back to spring football, when we're diving into every position mm-hmm. and we're bringing in our cyclone guys, and we are breaking down. Boy, we took a blow. Speaking of bringing in cyclone guys, <laughs> our Rolodex took a huge blow. Dylan Mons and Halstead walking yeah. away. Ouch. Walking away, moving on to well, a we different. We picked up Dave Sproul. Dave's, yes. Dave's great. He's a mm-hmm. great addition to our show. But no, I don't want to take that wrong. Right. right. Reading through that, but those were the times that. During the spring and the early summer, we're talking about the second and third team linebackers. We yeah, didn't have that this year. No, and there's a quarterback, a backup quarterback battle going mm-hmm. on in Iowa State. There was supposed. Who do you to, like, Deckers or Bowman? You know, Trent. I would just be guessing. I don't know a damn yeah. thing about either of them. And I really, the people that would at least have some kind of, uh-huh. you know, insight into it, same kind of thing. They just they don't have that solid base that they normally would know. 
who of these two guys would be the guy because it's a real possibility. A real possibility that Brock Purdy turns an ankle. Yeah. And where are you going to turn? It's going to be a true freshman. Right. <laughs> is it going to be Deckers, who is physically gifted? I mean, this guy is thick, solid, threw for a ton is of yards up in Northwest Iowa. Yeah. And then Bowman, who his dad was an NFL quarterback, yeah. I'm sure has all the teaching. Sure. You would think because of that, Bowman maybe would have the upper hand because he's got the pedigree. Mm-hmm. He's probably had more coaching, at least at the higher level. But then Deckers, those physical tools that he has and the running ability coupled with that he has is going to be a big deal. Speaking of uh, Iowa State quarterbacks, we hadn't hit on this. They lost a commitment to Texas. I saw that. He's a, he's a Texas kid, though, yes, right? Yeah. And kind of the dominoes that fell. So in the kids that are going to be juniors this school year, uh-huh. junior class 2022. Had he taken his visit to Ames, do you know, or was that I, part of it? I don't think that so. That he couldn't take his... But the dominoes that fell. So in 2022, there's a kid from Texas that some people are saying is the best quarterback process since Andrew Luck. That's what wow. this kid's being buzzed about. Well, he made his commitment over the weekend to Texas. So Texas had a commitment for the 2021 class mm-hmm. that said, you know what? I got this guy coming behind me. Probably not going to play. He yeah. opens up his commitment, goes to Alabama. Wow. And now Texas wanted a quarterback really good. for this upcoming class, the 2021 class, before this big prospect of 2022 comes in. So they offer the kid that was, uh, that was with Iowa State. He very quickly changed the Texas kid. Mm. You get a Texas sure. offer. I mean, you, you can kind of you stay home. I, you, I you read it. the tea leaves there. It's this is not some kind of indictment to the recruiting promise no. of Matt Campbell and company. No, no. a Texas it's, kid wants to play a Texas. Speaking of recruiting, I, I meant to ask you this before the show. Do you remember yesterday we had Mitch Sherman on, mm-hmm. and we talked to you know you mentioned the fact that he got, saw his first football live since the spring because yeah. Nebraska had a couple of practices at least. But he went over and he saw Fedoni. Mm-hmm. He's committing today. Yeah, I, di- I didn't what even time, see what time. do you know? Yeah, Well, because Caker's site got shut down last night. You mentioned that. There's some, I, can't, I can't get on Caker's site today. Right now? I, I got it on this morning. Did you? It was, it was I couldn't still this okay. morning. No, yeah, there were some changes that, that happened on the site, and it looks at least mobile on the phone. It looks a lot different there. I don't know what time, though, that's supposed to be when he's going to be making that commitment. But it's, it's Michigan, today. LSU, Nebraska, Iowa. Mitch told us yesterday he's hearing that Nebraska's the leader right. of the pack, but and same kind of thing. LSU defending national champion, but has he got to have an? He has, certainly he has had a full visit. No, he hasn't gotten there, and that's what's probably going to lead him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch felt Nebraska. He we asked him, we put him on the spot. He thought Nebraska, but I, I, he thought I was right there and had a uh, certainly had a chance. This kid, I guess, is he's an NFL player. I think most right. people that watch him play think he is. Well, see if we can find that during the break. Let's take it. Do you have something? Uh, uh, one other uh, quick thing I wanted to throw out there. Heard the positive cases that came from the University of Iowa yesterday. Did you see I that? Did not. It was a big spike up in, in the numbers. I want to say it was upwards of. Uh, let me find it here. The the exact number, but. Of the cases that we had heard over the last few weeks, mm-hmm. where it was eh, case here, case there, that there was it. Of, there wasn't a lot of kids around. Right. Now, uh, let's see, for the week of August 17th through the 23rd, 32 positive cases. And this is just inside the athletic department. So that number has spiked. Uh, Talked to a couple of parents of uh, people that have made their way to Iowa City as classes started on Monday. Yeah, outbreaks are happening. Johnson yeah. County is up over 30% now positive rate. I think it was yesterday. Those numbers are going up in huge, huge numbers. So you, you can kind of look at it from the other side that certainly we have been as we look across uh, college campuses and say, the Big Ten, did they act too rashly? 
you look the other way and, mm-hmm. and you see what's already happening in Iowa City, maybe they were right. We, we will still see. Mm-hmm. We'll see about that. But you see those numbers that are coming out just a couple of days from kids returning back to campus. And it is eye-opening. Speaking of Iowa, did you read Pat Forty's piece in Sports Illustrated? How I, the uh, uh, how the announcement was made to the gymnastic programs, to the swimmers and the male tennis team? If If this is... I mean, look, Pat Forty, I believe, is really credible. Sports Illustrated is still Sports Illustrated in some respects. Pat Forty would be one of them. It's not a good look on Gary Barta. Mm-hmm. He barely came in, dropped the bomb, and hightailed it out of there. Didn't uh, wait around for Didn't any win. questions. He was in there apparently for a couple of minutes. He broke the bad news, mm-hmm. told them in advance of giving them the bad news that we're going to honor your scholarships. Um, but then he dropped the bomb and apparently hightailed it out of there and left it to the respective coaches to um, answer console questions. the kids, yeah. answer questions to the kids. Uh, if you're interested, SI.com, Pat Forty's latest piece on how the announcement was made. I guess they were all given a, a uh, group text to make their way to the basketball practice facility at Carver-Hawkeye. Uh, there was a bunch of chairs, all social distance. They sat down. Barta came in, broke the news, and headed for the door. We'll head for a commercial break. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Station 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM NCMIC Nick Mick uh, sponsors this farmers market update. There are three local farmers markets taking place today in central Iowa that we know of. Uh, we know of these three uh, the Indianola farmers market. It's a two day event Saturdays, but also Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday today from 2 until 6. That's at the Warren County Fairgrounds. Waukee, as you just mentioned, Trent, 4 to 7. Triangle Park on 6th and Ashworth. And our friends in Bondurant, they're open tonight from 6 until 8. Uh, southeast, uh, Main Street Southeast and Grain Street in Bondurant. So Bondurant, Waukee, and Indianola. Farmers Markets, NCMIC uh, sponsors that. Uh, Will Wade, head coach of LSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, ESPN has just received, uh, they've got some documents. I don't know where they got them from. I haven't read the story yet, but the uh, they've received some uh, documents pursuant to Will Wade. Will Wade either arranged for or offered impermissible impermissible payments to at least 11 recruits. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's nothing. Everything's fine. I, I'm shocked. Documentation. College basketball. Who'd ever thought? Didn't he almost go down for this he and did, somehow yeah. got off the hook? Yeah. Now they found the documentation on this? Now he's in trouble. Is he, though? <laughs> I guess he got away with it already once. Right. Yeah, sweep it under the rug, year probation, mm. right back at it. Yeah, you know what? He'll probably miss the non-com, which isn't going to happen anyways. <laughs> right. He'll be suspended in November <laughs> and December. <laughs> For the non-conference. Right. Season pro- likely starts in January anyways. Head right back at uh, it. So let's, uh, let's uh, preview tonight a little bit. Oh, by the way, did you watch Hard Knocks last night? I did, yeah. It you was did? Late. Yeah, I didn't get to bed wow. too. Yeah, It was late night last night. It's a yeoman's night. effort out of you. Yeah. And, uh, better than week two or no? No, week Is two. I, I, yeah, it's okay. It's mm-hmm. It's Hard Knocks. It's fine. Some goofy stuff in there. Running back coach telling the guys, all the running backs, if you want to play, you got to block. And eh, 
pretty standard episode of Hard Knocks. Nothing, at least eye-opening to me, but you'll enjoy it. Something to to get the afternoon going, and uh, yeah, it was okay. Hey, one uh, quick note. We were talking during the break as we were talking college basketball. Lute Olsen in hospice, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you're asking me, I'm too young to remember the Lute era, but remember a lot of the stories and, and people talking about things with him. My grandma, big sports fan. He was really handsome. Yeah, she really liked Lute. Mom really liked Lute. Uh-huh. It was Lute Olson. You could see how he walked into, what made his way into living rooms and was able to recruit at a very high level. <laughs> yeah, because I think moms really liked Lute. But I do remember when he came back to Iowa for the first time after leaving. And so give me a give me a time frame. This was eighty six eighty seven season. Okay. Uh, it was a non conference game, obviously with Arizona. But they played them later in the year. So it wasn't in November or December. It was a little bit later on. Uh, they played the first game of the home-and-home home at Arizona. That was the 86-87 year where I was really good, ranked number mm-hmm. one that year. Went to the lead What's eight. Was there at McHale Center? Yep, McHale, McHale Center. Center yeah. Went down there and pretty much put a clubbing to Arizona. But then when Luke came back, I remember reading the register, the big stories leading into it. Luke coming home as he helped build Carver Hawkeye Arena and all those stories there. And had a, quite a few battles. Played the NCAA tournament a couple of different times. Even back then, boy, it was funny how those storylines would always seem to crop up <laughs> when the bracket would have come up. Oh, Lute Olsen going up against his old team. But some great teams there, Steve Kerr. And, and just thinking about how crazy. I remember reading Lute Olsen's book years and years ago and his biography and talking about how he found Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr didn't even commit to Arizona until a couple of months before school started. Really? He was a nothing on the AAU circuit. He was looked at as a kid that should play D2, D3 basketball. But he got to Arizona. They had a bunch of open scholarships. This kid can shoot. Yeah, give him a shot. Give him a shot. And, and that's what it turned out to, to be and what helped turn that program into what it became was him, and then getting Sean Elliott was a bigger piece a couple years later Mm -hmm. as they went from a team, made the NCAA tournament year two, and really built from there. But always like Lute, always rooted for his teams. It was great, that 97 National Championship. One of my favorite teams to watch, Miles Simon and Bibby and company. He's in the Hall of Fame, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And um, what he did, Long Beach State, over to Iowa, and finishing up at Arizona. Quite the career for Lute Olson. So it was, what, early 70s to early 80s he mm-hmm. was in Iowa City, somewhere yep. around there? And Left in 83. Uh-huh, because it was too much of a fishbowl was the quotes that I've seen. Yeah, a lot of talk about the fishbowl, too small of a community, wanted to be somewhere where they could open up. Another part is white Bobby wanted to get out of the cold weather. Coming from Long Beach, you grew up in the upper Midwest and said, you know what, that warm weather in the winter. of a trend. It's, yeah. it's pretty nice. Because Luke's from North Dakota. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, her, her family's from the upper Minnesota area. So they decided to, mm. to make that move down there, a program that was not good. Arizona basketball. And he delivered a national championship. Would he have done it at Iowa? Who knows? You know, it's one of those great questions. They had the team in 86, 87, yep. but that was a team that was built by... George Raveling. It was his recruits that actually did that, and then bringing in Dr. Tom to lead that first team that got to the lead eight. But one of those great unknowns, you know, what what would have been because at that time, you building cannot... the television network that they did, yeah. something that was unseen. Indiana copied the model of Iowa basketball and putting and syndicating across the state all those games. Yeah, I didn't know that. Also, he uh, in that book I, I read, they would get something like an 80 share for Iowa Jeez. basketball games during the 80s. Think about that. 70 to 80 share for a basketball. But I've told you, that's how I loved Iowa basketball Mm -hmm. because it was the only sports on. Mm -hmm. That's it. During the winter, you want to watch sports during the week? 
you have one option. So you're you're the wrong person to ask because you didn't you didn't grow up here. But who would have carried those games here? I don't know. It was KWWL in Waterloo. Yeah, they had them for a long time in KIMT in Mason City. That's where I watched the games of the mid and, and late '80s. Were on those stations. But yeah, here. I don't know. Was KDSM? Well, when was when did Fox right come into? I, I don't even know. I don't either. Where would it be? Did KCCI have it? I don't know. You know, it wasn't WOI. No, no, no. They had the clones, right? Yep. And that was Iowa State. But but it would have been WHO. Would there be a connection there? <sighs> I don't know when KDS. You know what? Do I have time to Google? You're faster googling than I am. Yeah, I'm going to try real quick because I I'd, I'd like to know the answer. Not that it's going to. Uh, uh, bother me for the rest of the day <laughs> if I don't get it. Uh, 1983. So, yeah. 19, founded, no, actually, September 1982. 1982. So maybe it was KDSM where those games yeah. uh, origin, not originated, but were certainly shown here locally. All right. I heard here locally this afternoon will be Murph and Andy mm-hmm. and then the Fanatics at two. Uh, you're not done for the day, though, right? You've no. got another job tonight? Yes, going to be hitting up Hawk Central here this evening with Chad Leistico and Mark Emmert back from vacation. So mm-hmm. we will talk an hour of Hawkeyes coming up from 6 until 7 o'clock as we look forward, try to forge a path towards winter football, basketball, bubble concepts. Always love talking with those guys and kind of getting their inside connections about what's going on over in Iowa City. The, uh, they usually have a coach and assistant, you know, if you have a guest Don't think tonight. we have anything gotcha. this week. And okay. Yeah, schedule changes, doesn't it? No football yeah, on the horizon. Really. Trent, we've got more Big Ten guests and so few are Rolodex. It's embarrassing. Big 12. It is. Well, we'll work on that. Yes, we will. Uh, Okay, that's uh, going to do it. Thanks to David Kaplan. Thanks to Mitchell Moore, the head coach of Roosevelt. That was good. Of course, Mitch Holtis joins us. Appreciate that. Murph and Andy, two Fanatics, four. Hawk Central tonight at six. Morning Rush! They join you at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. We're Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon. On Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.